everyone. I'm Grace Beeson, and this is the Because Why Not podcast, where I help you to love your life just as it is. I'm a mindset and relationship coach, a 20-plus year wedding planner, a mom of two young boys, a wife, a daughter, a sister, a friend, and a relatable human on a constant journey of spiritual growth and personal development, all with a lot of laughter along for the ride. I'm a self-help junkie, a cookie addict, Bravo TV lover, and a former party girl committed to showing people there is joy to be found exactly where they are. Thanks for joining me. Hi, everyone. Happy November. It's the day after Halloween. Oh my gosh, I have a big sugar hangover. I don't know about anyone else. Um, Yeah, I feel like I alternate years of like, I'm going to eat all the candy or I'm going to restrict myself from eating any of the candy. And this year I went somewhere in between. I didn't eat all the candy, but I definitely ate like a solid 12 or so pieces in a short period of time. And I had a raging headache last night and I really felt hungover this morning. It was such a similar feeling. And of course that makes sense because there's so much sugar in wine, which is what I used to always drink. Um, And yeah, I was like laughing to myself this morning. I feel hungover. And I also have regret, like a hangover, but I would say I have like mild regret over what I did and what I did was just eating candy, not doing anything embarrassing um, (laughs) or that I wish I hadn't done. Uh, So yeah, I have like very little, no shame, very little regret, but definitely a sugar hangover. But I have wonderful memories from my night. It was crystal clear. I drank a fabulous um, faux gin and tonic and uh, faux Brooklyn Brewery beer, which I love. And, you know, like had a little party for one. No, I was not alone. It was obviously I was with Maddie, my husband and my kids. And, um, you know, there was uh, there were all these feelings about like that I was having about how, how is Halloween going to be and how are we going to make it special? Because believe it or not, guys, we're still living through 2020. It is not over yet. And out here in the suburbs, and I'm sure everywhere else, trick-or-treating was either not happening or happening in a very different way. So the mayor of our city um, suggested lights out and no trick-or-treating. And so our neighborhood followed that. But we got together with some good neighborhood friends who our kids play with all the time. And we did like big bags of candy for those kids. And we all got all dressed up and there was a little parade yesterday. And um, then we had like pizza and movie on the lawn and it was really fun. And I will say that there were also some neighbors who were so cool how they kind of still made it happen for kids. Like they put them out on the like candy out on tables in little bags and um you know people went crazy with decorations and I think I said this to court or about court like five times yesterday and then finally he rolled his eyes at me I think I said it one too many times but I was like you're I said more candy less work this year that's what this is and it truly is I mean they got so much candy and they went to like three houses or four 
So anyway, all's well that ends well. It was really, really fun. I think it was like as special as it could be and maybe even more so in a different way as many things are this year, right? Because everything's so different and we have to just shift our focus and shift the way that we have ever done things and look at it through look at all of these things through a completely new lens you know we can't look at halloween through the lens of they're usually 500 kids on the street and it's the biggest day of the year in this neighborhood we have to look at it through different lenses and then you know we can we're able to really enjoy it you know also too of course to state the obvious looking at it with the gratitude for being healthy and being able to be with friends and to see family from a distance to share costumes show costumes off and um that kind of a thing i mean you know everything that's happening this year is is bittersweet i feel when it's when it's celebrated you know it's done differently but but it also oftentimes doesn't feel that better it feels much more sweet so um i hope everyone had a nice halloween with or without children i mean i'm i'm guessing that most of the people listening to this were not trying to be um raging in bars till 2 a.m hoping to meet someone because i'm not sure that you guys are my people but if you are i appreciate you too and i hope you found something else to do because i have said so often that if I was 25 during this time, I would be climbing the walls. And um, actually, my friend and I were making a joke yesterday about what I would have been like or what we would have been like at 25 and joking about how we we would have been super spreaders, um, super spreaders in more ways than one. So I'm just going to leave that there. But um, Oh my God. I mean, if you can't laugh, what can you do? We are two days from an election, keeping hope alive over here. I have great hope that our country can turn this ship around and get us somewhere healthy next year. I really, really do. But in the meantime, we're enjoying life as it is and learning how to, right? And I think that's... um, really what my goal is as a coach uh, to help people figure out how to love their lives as they are, live life as it is, feel good about who you are right now, even if there are things that you want to change. Um, You know, so, so much of this, so much of everything we do is about self-love, self-worth. You know, if we don't feel worthy, then we're not going to enjoy anything. We have to feel worthy of having the lives we have, living them to their fullest, being the best that we can be. And even when things are really, really crappy, be able to find the bright spots in the lives that we have. So, you know, for me, October and Halloween was such a bright spot. I really, really needed this month after two really, really, really challenging months, um, with uh, dealing with my mom's illness and um, everything going on with her life changes. And October just gave us the gift of beautiful days, beautiful foliage. Um, You know, I'm definitely a person who gets so much energy from being outside and in the fresh air. I find it extremely, not just energizing, but really healing. And it makes me so happy. And 
especially when it's not 400 degrees like it is in the south here in the summer. So, you know, there was lots of baseball, lots of seeing family and friends and fall fun. And um, it's just been really, really good. And um, I also um, have uh, been filling my time doing some work now for a former wedding client. The wedding world, um, which I'm, I'm not doing very many weddings anymore anyway because I'm coaching and hoping to grow coaching more. Um, but, um, you know, I will always still love doing some weddings, which I've said here before. But even if I wanted to do more, the, the industry is just really at a standstill right now, as you can imagine. It's sort of like being a concert producer or a Broadway actress. Like, it's just not happening. But I'm doing some work for a former wedding client um, in her interior design business. And that's really exciting and fun for me because I love interior design. Love, love, love. And um, it's just a great opportunity for me. So I'm doing that and um, and love being here with you. And, um, you know, but one of the things I love the most about this podcast, and now I'm getting to what this podcast is about today. Um, one of the things I love the most about doing this is that I get to work through stuff I'm going through in real time and sort of like talk it out to the air and to you, my listener, um, my wonderful listeners, and sort of share how I'm feeling and maybe come to some conclusions as I'm working through it um, that I hope will also benefit you, you know, as I come to them. And I feel like I've gotten more um, clarity on my life as I've moved through this process of podcasting and certainly this last year and a half, two years of deep dive into my spiritual life. Um, but also I've realized that, that many of these podcasts that I do with you are far less emotional than they were when I first started doing this podcast, because I really, for the first time when I started the podcast was ripping off this bandaid and setting myself free in so many ways by removing alcohol, by speaking freely about how I feel, by exploring my spiritual life, by sort of digging deep and doing what I call this spiritual excavation and unpacking everything that was in there with regards to so many things in my life. You know, and it made me really super emotional talking about so much of it, the alcohol, my parenting, my former friendships, my current friendships, my marriage, my just everything, everything, you know, in many ways for a long time felt very raw. And I felt very much like I had my skin on inside out and I was really working through a lot of things. And now I feel much steadier. Part of that is that we're not in like the acute moment of 2020 where, um, you know, things just feel super hard. Um, I mean, despite the fact that the COVID numbers, of course, are worse than they have ever been in this country, we have learned how to live our lives um, now throughout this, right? So it's not as weird, as scary, as confusing, as uncertain. Um, but also I've just been sort of going down this road personally for so long now that it feels really, really comfortable and, um, it feels easier to talk about and it feels less sort of, uh, emotionally charged or tearful on a regular basis. You know, I just feel a lot more clear. 
Um, but the interesting thing about being a coach, and this is what's been going around and around in my mind and sort of has been laying heavily on my heart today and for the last few days, is that, of course, first of all, I'm a new coach, even if I'm a person who's been very kind of in tune with my emotions and other people's emotions for years. I'm new to this way of approaching them. So clearly I don't have all of the answers and it's not all fine-tuned, but I do have so many of the tools for uh, moving through complicated things in life. I have the tools. I have the toolbox. Um, But I still, of course, find it really challenging at certain times to use those tools, to put them to use. When I know I'm feeling something, I, I find it hard sometimes. The difference is that I can more easily identify what I'm going through, see it, feel it, name it, you know, and then kind of understand what tool it is that's needed. But I still have a hard time sometimes putting pen to paper, so to speak, like using the right tool um, to make it work or like resolve it or make the pain go away or to shift my focus or um, so an example I'll give you is like I have the tool of um, understanding that thoughts are just things that if we give attention to become beliefs right? And that we are in control of our thoughts and we are in control of changing our thoughts. So if I'm having a thought that I don't like, my job and also my power that I have within me is to remove that thought and replace it with a different one. So if I'm upset about something like, um, oh gosh, like, mm, let's say with my kids, like if I have a thought of, um, when are we going to get along? Like, we're just like at odds with each other today. You know, they just, they're so frustrating and they don't want to be with me. And, um, they, they are like talking back and they're not listening, like whatever that is. That's like my spiral with my kids, um, about how like our communication is suffering and how's it going to get better. Well, what I can do consciously and actively is take that thought, remove it and replace it with something that serves me and actually is much better. For example, I can remove that negative thought about like, my kids are never going to listen to me. We're never going to have good communication and I can pluck it out and replace it with, this is a tough day. Like they're tired. I'm crabby. I'm getting easily frustrated, but everything's okay. They're seven and nine and you know, they're entitled to be the human beings that they are. They are very independent creatures. Just take a step back. Don't take anything personally. Tomorrow will be better. Well, you know me, so my thoughts are not uh, short. (laughs) They're not going to be short. My thoughts are like paragraphs, but I can replace whatever I'm thinking with something else. So that's an example of a spiritual tool that I have um, that I can use that I find very difficult to put into play um, or put to use at a time when I really need it. So that brings me around to what I wanted to talk about today in real time, working through something. And this is a topic that I've talked about here before, but it's been 
months and months and months. And I think it's something that I'll likely touch upon regularly because I think it is so important and prescient and something that so many of us go through and experience in the world we live in, no matter how old we are. And it's been brought up to me over and over again recently with several different friends who are feeling feelings about it. And I have found myself feeling feelings about it. Um, a lot over the last week. So I want to talk it through. And that is the power of social media to make us feel less than, to leave us feeling um, crappy, depleted, just kind of feeling like shit. Oh, man, such a big subject. So I've had several good friends recently talk to me pointedly about their decision to remove Instagram Um in particular from their lives. I'm not a Facebooker, so I don't struggle with that. I may look at it like every now and again just to see about my coaching posts and see if they connected with people and if it was a message that, you know, connected with people or sometimes like old posts I've made will pop up and I like to see photos of my babies. But I don't engage in Facebook. I kind of like legitimately have no interest in it. So I don't struggle with that. But Instagram is really like my hot button because I really like, I think it's fun. I always have thought it was fun. I always thought of it as like postcards from my life. And of course, through the years, it's taken on a whole new life, you know, and, um, you know, now it's so good for businesses and, celebrities are on there and everyone all the time, right? Like it's just, it is its own world. And, and yeah, so I've had several friends talk to me about their, um, decision to remove Instagram and just not pay attention to it anymore or for a while because it was just leaving them feel, feeling terrible. And then I have several friends who just, may have an account, but never look at it. And they're like, I just have no interest. And the way I feel about that is kind of the way I feel about people who like have a couple glasses of wine and are indifferent. I feel like, wow, that must be really freeing. That must be really nice. Like you can have a couple glasses of wine and like move on with your life. And it's never going to be anything other than that. It's never going to be an issue or something that sort of plagues your brain. You know, you're never going to be thinking about drinking. Um, I feel that way about people who are like, yeah, I just, I don't know, like I have an account, I don't look at it. Or um, I never joined. Or like I have one really good friend who wasn't on it and she just joined to look at um, like my pictures and now she looks at like mine and a few others and it's like no love lost you know she does not put any stock in it and I really envy that because it's I, I see that as being so tremendously healthy like placing no stock in it not not putting any photos out there um not you know so like I imagine that she shares special photos with her friends the way she does with me and with her family via text, via email, Um, but not putting things out there to be consumed by others and not consuming other people's things in a way that it becomes a means by which to compare your life to other people, um, other people's lives, even if that's not what you mean to be doing. And so there's a lot of there there, right? That like... Did we choose, did I choose to get on Instagram for the purpose of 
seeing how many people would like my photos? The answer is no. Two, for the purpose of comparing my life with other people to see what they have or are or are doing or being or saying that I'm not? No, I didn't go on there for that reason. Okay, what's the reason that I went on there? I went on there initially in 2013 because I thought it was cool to put up these photos that I thought were more sort of artistic and snapshots, postcards, like I said, right? Um, You couldn't put up tons of photos at once um, for people to scroll through like an album. There were no stories. There was nothing political on there. There was nothing, um, you know, businesses weren't using it yet. There was none of this... um, comparison shopping sort of that's going on right now or comparison living and that's really what this is right now is that social media has become a place not just for people to tear each other down that's what I hear so much about Twitter and I stay far far away from there um or to you know just share all kinds of crazy information which is a lot of what Facebook is um but to really like boast and brag and post about your highlight reel of your life. You know, that's what people mostly use it for is a highlight reel. Now, if you're a coach or in the coaching world or, you know, sort of in the world of people who are speaking in this language of authenticity, then you see things that are less of the highlight reel. And that's part of my work as a coach and stuff I put out there as a coach on my coaching Instagram and why I love doing it is that I really aim to put things out there that don't just paint a pretty picture, but they're things that are relatable or they are lessons that you can learn or sound bites um, or tools that you can take with you and use. And that might help make your life better. I mean, that's the goal. You know, so so putting up just a highlight reel doesn't serve anyone. I don't believe that it does. And so as a coach, I'm certainly not putting out a highlight reel, right? So as a human with a private Instagram account, <laughs> I am also a human as a coach, by the way, but as a mom, sister, daughter, wife, um, you know, in my private one where I'm friends with all my college friends, high school friends, local friends, childhood friends, um, whatever it is, that becomes more of a highlight reel. It's like, you know, anniversary photos or um, birthday party photos, my kids' baseball games, Halloween, you know, vacations, all that stuff. And it's, it is It is more likely now since this big spiritual journey I've been on that I will post things that are not just from my highlight reel and that I will be much more authentic, let's say, or truthful about other things that are going on in my life. Um, That is true. I will be and I am. Um, You know, I I posted honestly and openly about when I reached um, a year alcohol free and, you know, I've done several things like that and I'm not going to lie. It was deeply uncomfortable the first time I did it and the first sort of few times, but it was also at the same time, incredibly freeing. Um, and also something that I knew was something that was the right thing for me to do. And that felt really good because I wanted to share all of me and not just part of me. 
I mean, of course there are things I will always keep private. I, I have no interest in putting it all out on the table for everyone or anyone. Um, but I want to share enough that my life is relatable and that people, you know, can see themselves in my story and that it's not just a highlight reel. That feels really important to me, even in my private, um, Instagram. And it means a lot to me when my story resonates with people, many of whom, you know, let's say I haven't heard from in years. I mean, my story about being a year without alcohol, that created awesome, amazing conversations with many people who I hadn't been in touch with. Um, and people who really were like friends, but not good friends and, um, started some really cool conversations. So, you know, things like that I love, and I'm so glad that I did that. Um, and as you can imagine, after a year and a half of being really open and honest in my sharing about things like alcohol and whatever, um, it is a lot less uncomfortable to sort of share authentically. And so I do go a little bit deeper, but still it's, it's, it's a lot of a highlight reel of my family and my life. And, but regardless of what I'm doing, the fact is that Instagram and what people share is mostly a highlight reel of theirs. And what I'm getting at here that's taken me a little while to come around to here is that there are many, many times where I am left feeling bad after scrolling Instagram. We've all heard these stories of the studies of depression caused in teenage girls and suicide rates based on social media and, you know, caused by social media, they believe, you know, um, and, and that it's a, it can be a very dangerous, dangerous thing, dangerous tool, very problematic for girls and kids who are in these formative years where all they know to do is compare themselves to others. And I think the way to mitigate the negativity or the negative associations or the outcome, um, negative outcomes of that is to, you know, have good communication with your kids about that, just like anything else, you know, it doesn't mean that there aren't going to be bad feelings that they have, but you've got to be able to talk about it all and what it means if they're going to be on Instagram, you know, so that they understand fully that it is not real. You know, people are putting out what they want other people to see. By and large, that is what people are putting out. Now, I know that, right? Like, I know that wholeheartedly. And yet, I too am affected by it because this is how this system is constructed. It is, it is constructed to elicit a sort of response in us. Our serotonin levels go up when we receive the likes. It makes us want more. We want to go back and check it, check it, check it. Um, all those sorts of things. I mean, there's this documentary out that I'm sure you've heard of called The Social Dilemma that I have not yet watched which I am planning on watching this week, but I've heard so many people talk about it. And it's all about the people who created social media and why they created it versus how it is sort of playing a role in our lives right now. And the crux of it is that they're saying, you know, what's happening now is not why we created it. And there are major problems with the role it's playing in the development of children and, and people 
the way people are living their lives and approaching their lives and it's not what we intended but in fact people are starting to live their lives in a different way than they might have done had there not been social media and what I mean by that is they may be planning a party thinking about how it's going to look in the photos afterwards rather than what they actually want it to look like I mean, I can tell you that there are conversations I've had with brides who will say as much. You know, it is all about how it's going to look in the photos. So the money will be put towards the photographer much more than the food. Because what's more important is the outcome and how they're going to share the photos rather than the guest experience. And the guest experience was always the most important thing with weddings and sidebar, I believe, still should be. Um, also what you want for your wedding, you know, obviously your own hopes and dreams along with guest experience, but certainly your focus should not be how is this going to look on Instagram, right? But this is how people are making decisions. Like, um, you know, would someone ever go on a beautiful vacation to Bali right now and not post those photos for people to see? There are the people who either don't have Instagram or who just don't post and, you know, they wouldn't post pics of their photos in Bali. Um, and I love that about those people that they don't require or want or seek that validation from other people. The other side of it is, you know, some of those people who have accounts and are just looking at other people, some of them, you know, it feels sort of one-sided because they're, they're getting all the information from other people, um, but they're not participating and so what's that, you know? And I don't know if that's good or bad, right or wrong. I don't think it's anything. I just think, you know, there are so many directions about this. Like, even the people who aren't posting have interest in this, right? Like, they want to, to be a part of it, but they don't want to put themselves out there, you know, which is just the opposite side of putting yourself out there putting yourself out there in an authentic way or in an inauthentic way, but you are still participating. And whether or not you realize it, you are still comparing on some level or judging your own reality based upon what you're seeing in the photos of the people you're following, whether they're real friends, friends of friends, celebrities, um, you know, uh, bloggers, whatever kinds of accounts you're following. I mean, for example, I love interior design. For years, I have followed so many interior design um, magazines, blogs, you know, those sorts of things, um, furniture, furnishings. Um, I love that stuff. I love looking at homes inside and outside. But I absolutely 150% am when I'm looking at those photos thinking, ooh, could I do this thing or that thing? Or, oh, it'd be so wonderful to live in a huge, you know, old clapboard house in Cape Cod and look at that snow on that, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm picturing a picture in my head that I'm trying to describe. But, you know, or I look at, you know, pieces of furniture or art or wall paint and I think, oh, that color's perfect. I should have done that color. Or, you know, and it's no different than people comparing maybe their bodies to other bodies they see or their fashion or their vacations because so much of the highlight reel is about 
what people have and what they don't have, what they're able to do, what they're not able to do. So you're seeing how much your friends are traveling and these amazing places they're traveling to, and you're knowing that you're not, or you're seeing, um, people get together with friends that maybe you didn't know they were getting together with and you feel left out, or you are seeing, you know, an old boyfriend that maybe you put it out of your head and moved on 20 years ago, but something's triggered in you that brings back a weird feeling that you're not ready to deal with or whatever it is. I mean, obviously there are a million, you know, um, examples of what could be brought up for you while you're scrolling. So, you know, 2020, just as an aside, I think 2020 has been such an amazing, um, sort of experiment in equanimity for people on social media because no one is traveling anywhere. So for so many months, you weren't seeing, I'll speak for myself, for so many months, I wasn't seeing photos of fabulous trips that my friends and people I knew were taking that I was envious of because no one was traveling. You know, then people sort of started traveling, people started doing flights or things here and there, and it's really become people doing what they're comfortable with. And some people are comfortable with traveling. Some people are not. Some people are driving. Some people are flying. And then, of course, there are always going to be the people who, no matter pandemic or not, they're going to fly. You know, they they may have their own planes. They may be, you know, just different rules apply to them. And that's next level. So I'm not going to sort of get into that. I mean, trying to compare yourself to someone who doesn't have to play by sort of normal rules um, of everyday life. It's, that's a real, that's like an extra lost cause, I would say. But for the purposes of this conversation, let's talk about people who, um, you know, fly commercial and are trying to like sort of live lives, hopefully have their kids in school, but may not. Um, you know, that's been another thing that's shown differences in people's lives. Kids are home or kids are in school right now, depending on which schools. Um, some people are getting on planes to go see their families. Um, I am not. And, and a lot of those things come down to personal choices that we've made as families um, for, for safety, right? And every family has to do what's right for them. But 2020 has been a good example of sort of leveling out the playing field because everyone was at home. So there was so less, like, um, I don't know, comparison going on because everyone was in their living room. You might have loved someone's living room, but you knew that they had no more options than you had. And in many cases, I would say I felt, I found myself feeling really lucky and grateful for my life because I live in a place where we could be outside in a beautiful place nonstop um, and not be around people if we didn't want to be. And so I never felt trapped. But I have found myself in the last week feeling the feelings that are negative, that feel icky, that social media brings up. One of the greatest things I read that I posted on my uh, Instagram not long ago, my coaching Instagram is I am Grace Beeson, but it is that comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. I love that. And it's like, I know that. I know that. 
Um, but I still can't stop myself from from doing it, right? I get sucked into this and I look at these things and I think this feels bad. Why does this feel bad? Oh, I'm comparing myself to this or I'm thinking about this person and you know, I'm seeing this person live a happy life, but like why don't why aren't we in touch or in communication more? Like why doesn't this person want to talk to me more? It's just sort of faded away. We don't have a friendship anymore, but why am I still seeing their their life? And um you know, and then I just feel my joy being stolen. The joy over maybe like the very real photo that I felt super happy about, about my new dog or my kid playing baseball. And then I just like devolved into this bad feeling of like seeing an old friend who I miss, but that we don't have a relationship anymore, but that I still see what's going on. And that's the other really weird thing about social media, right? Because you see so many people from your past who you may not be in regular touch with. They may have made that choice. You may have made that choice. In many, many cases, I've made the choice not to be in constant contact with people or even regular contact. Um, I think more so than a lot of people that I know, um, I am, I guess you could say, guilty of, or I am an example of someone who... Um, you know, keeps in really great contact with a lot of friends, but I'm guilty of, or an example of someone who understands when a friendship needs to end and, you know, willingly actively kind of, um, moves on from that, you know, but very, very few times have those friendships ended where there's zero contact and so we're not friends on social media. There are examples of that, two or three, um, if I'm being honest about that. And I've talked about that here. But but most of them, it's like I'm still friends with you on Facebook, friends with you on Instagram. And so it brings up a lot of weird feelings, you know. And I just start doing like a deep dive into, well, what are they doing? What am I doing? You know, am I, am I, is my life like fully happy and realized and like, less so or more so than theirs? Do they look happier? Is their living room rug prettier? Ooh, look at that painting. Like, ooh, look at those plants. Look at their garden. How beautiful. Where? What's their house like? You know, oh, her hair looks great. You know, like she's been out to the salon recently or like, ooh, that's, that Botox is looking good. Like I'm just letting my wrinkles come right on in right now. You know, whatever it is, it's like truly such bullshit and it's so superficial, but this is what happens. And I'm sharing this with you in real time to say that I am not infallible. I am a human being woman, 44 years old, who, while I may be in midlife and having had a lot of life experience and have learned and grown and, you know, become, I would suggest much more evolved than I might have otherwise been had I not been down this road the last couple of years, I still get affected by things. Like I literally, I cannot say to you, oh, I don't pay attention to what other people are doing or saying or being or living or having or whatever. I, I don't know that anyone can if they're being really honest, but here's what I can tell you is that I have noticed that in the last week, 
when I've been consuming Instagram more on my personal side, which means I'm looking more at like old friends, um, friends I'm in touch with regularly and see all the time, friends I'm in touch with regularly and don't see because they're in other states, and then friends who I don't talk to regularly but um, have known for years and years and years. The more I've been paying attention to this stuff in the last week, the worse I've felt for whatever reason. You know, I get sparks of joy and happiness and fulfillment from seeing certain people's kids and lives and getting caught up on their lives and what they're doing. And it's met with equal or more negative feelings um, from the other ones. And I can't tell you exactly why or where it comes from, what sort of insecurities it's tapping into in me. I mean, I guess I could try and dig into that, whatever those insecurities are. I mean, it could be anything from, you know, um, how in shape or out of shape I am, um, you know, the trips I am or I'm not taking, um, the work I am or I'm not doing, the money I have or don't have in the bank. Like, it's all stuff that I am, um, how do I say this? I'm looking at other people and inferring from what I see that they are leading happier, more fulfilled lives based on these superficial things that I am witnessing that they've put in their highlight reel. When in fact, there is no telling how they're actually feeling or doing when all I'm seeing is their highlight reel and I'm not on the phone with them regularly. So all this to say, because I imagine you can relate to some of this on some level, is that I have found myself feeling this way the more I've been engaged in looking at Instagram. The more I look, the worse I feel because I start thinking more about things comparing more things. My joy is stolen. My time is sucked up. I feel depleted and I'm thinking about lives that aren't mine rather than focusing on the beautiful life that I have here right now in these four walls, which by the way, nothing matters more than my own family, my own children, my own husband, my own life, my own sweet new puppy. Um, my own career, my own family, right? I mean, what matters is my world. That is what I have, is my life and my world. So what I can tell you is that what I am doing is talking through this with you because it's something that I want to name, shine a light on, and change. I want to feel better. And so I'm just making a commitment to look less. For some people, they remove it off their phone or they hide it in a folder Um, I don't have such a hard time um, not looking once I make a decision not to do it. And I just am actively going to step away and take a break and get my mind into a better place because the place where it is right now is not healthy, not good, not serving me. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad, but it is not serving me, meaning it is not making me feel anything I want to be feeling. It's making me feel bad. And it's an artificially created feeling of negativity that came from things that I am inferring from photos I've seen, nothing real. It's just like when we have thoughts in our minds that we've put there, their thoughts that we've created, they're not real. 
we have the ability to remove those thoughts that we've created and replace them with other thoughts that we create that can be much more positive and then put us in a much more positive place. So taking a break from social media actively, whether for you it means an hour or a day or a week or a month, um, you know, I think just to reset and regroup and focus on your own life and your own joy and your own happiness, your own world that you've worked so hard to create and make be whatever you want it to be, um, you know, that, that can only benefit you. I know it can only benefit me. And listen, if you are a person who can consume it without feeling any feelings that feel icky, um, then you've cracked into something because it's really, really, really tough. And so you can go sit there with your two glasses of wine and not worry about wanting to drink the whole bottle and scroll Instagram without feeling like shit and then write a book about um, what that's like. And I'll write a book about this maybe or just keep talking about it because um Again, I, I believe that so many of you can relate. So many people can. And ah, I just want to be helpful if I can be by sharing what I'm going through about it and saying it is a very understandable, relatable, normal experience to have social media leave you feeling less than. And the reminder is, you know what? I have everything I need. I don't need this to validate me. And by the way, it's not validating you. It's just shining a light on all kinds of things that aren't real and things that you don't need to be comparing yourself to. Because remember, comparison is the thief of joy. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to take a break from it. I'm going to go take a walk outside right now with my new sweet little year old rescue puppy named Peppy, even though he's just quietly sleeping on the couch here. He's such a good dog. And, um, you know, and start my week new and fresh, concerned, not just concerned, focused on my own life and happiness and my own well being and my own self worth that I create for myself that I don't need to seek and receive validation from externally from others. Um, it's just such a good reminder, hit the reset button. So make it a great day. Take some time for yourself. Um, and be well sending healthy vibes and I'll be back with you again soon. Thank you so much for listening and, and pass this along to someone you think it might benefit because I think everyone could use this reminder about, social media, right? Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you would pass this episode or any other along to anyone, you know, who might enjoy it or who you think might benefit from it. And if you can take some time to leave a review of this episode or any episode of the Because Why Not podcast uh, at Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen, it helps so much to 
get it into the hands of other people who might enjoy it and benefit from it. Also, please visit anchor.fm slash because why not podcast to support this podcast. You can scroll to the bottom of the page, click on support and make a one time donation or become a monthly sponsor. It really helps me to keep going and to create these podcasts for you regularly. So thanks again and take care of yourselves. Bye.